I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It has uh, been a nice long weekend. This is, you know, we record early, so it's Thanksgiving weekend for us. Um, but it's been a nice four-day week, thankfully, four-day weekend, thankfully. Very good. Um, and you had a nice Thanksgiving, I'm assuming. Yeah, Destiny and Cameron were here, and her boyfriend Caleb came over, um, and Nick came from Florida, and mm-hmm. we just had some food and hung out. Nice, nice. That's good. Um, I did my first Friendsgiving ever. Yeah? How was that? I, it was so much fun. It was um, It was really, it's been, for me, it's been a very, very busy four days. Um, the same group of, so I've developed this core group of friends. I have the core group of friends and I have my meetup, the meetup group. And this was all core, core group friends this weekend. Um, and so it's been really fun because Friday night, or excuse me, Wednesday night, a few of us met up and did uh, drinks to kind of pre-celebrate Thanksgiving. And then th- Thanksgiving, we all went over to one of um, one of the people's houses, one of the ladies' houses, and there's about 11 of us, and everybody brought stuff, and we, we had that and played games. And, um, and then Friday, I ended up working, and then... Uh, yes, last night we kind of did the same. We brought some, everybody brought some leftovers, brought um, some added few things, and we got together at somebody else's house and played games and had drinks as well. So Nice. Um, that sounds like a fun time. It was a good time. We had a really, really good time. It was really different for me because um, I don't have a big family. So even when the boys, well, when Dylan was home, um, Colin doesn't eat any of that food. So it was always my mom, my stepdad, Ross, me, my boys, and then whoever I was, like, a lot of times my partner. Um, and that was it. That's always what, have, what Thanksgiving has been. You know, we cook, we make all this food, then we clean up, and I'm ready to come home, so I come home. And it's, it's not that it's not fun. I, and I can say this, my mom and I've had this conversation, so I'm, I'm going to and I know she feels the same way it's just it's such a small group like we can do a Thanksgiving on a Tuesday in the middle of February when it's only them and me (laughs) right it's just a matter of having a family dinner together like right I consider so what we did yes it was Thanksgiving but what I'm beginning to do now that destiny is going to have her baby any Mm -hmm. day now any week now um we're going to start doing Sunday dinners yeah. And every Sunday, I am going to cook dinner at my house, and we're all going to get together, me and the kids and their significant others, and if I have someone in my life, we'll all just get together and have dinner together every Sunday night. And, I mean, with a group like that, if that's all we do for Thanksgiving, I could do that every Sunday anyways. What's the difference on this specific day? Exactly. And then if you really look at the reason for the holiday, I I just don't, right? I've always celebrated Thanksgiving and I've always appreciated Thanksgiving and I love the time with my family. And I also know, right, the English that came over and the Native Americans and the pilgrims and none of it was a really good reason to celebrate. Exactly. I think with with recovery too like I look at Thanksgiving differently right it's really about the gratitude and I have gratitude for my 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 family my mom especially you know since you know with recovery that I don't need a, a day to celebrate that and to appreciate that because I I just I mean we're as far as we've come I'm, you know what, I'm going to celebrate that shit on a Tuesday because it deserves to be celebrated how far she has come and how far I've come. Well, yeah, and I mean, before CODA, before recovery, 
all holidays, right? When this podcast comes out, Christmas will be right around the corner. All holidays were about what I was supposed to do. Yes. What society said, keeping up with the Joneses and what gifts I was buying or how much money I was spending or how many people I had coming over. And it was always about other people's thoughts and opinions instead of being just about what it is now since CODA, actually for the first year ever this year, it is just about what feels right right now and how can I be happy right now? Exactly. You know, life is so short and, you know, I could look at it like, oh, my mom only has so many Thanksgivings left. But why would I, why would I quantify her life in the number of Thanksgivings she has? Why can I not just worry about my mom is here today and I'm going to celebrate her today? I'm going to reach out to her today. I'm going to have a conversation with her today. You know, I do talk to my mom now every day. I used to, right, there was a period of time, and I know you know this, like, that I went three weeks or so without talking to her at all um, because I needed to, to re kind of reset that relationship. And now I can talk to her every day, but it's a different talking to her every day. Now it's just check in, hey, what you doing, blah, 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 hang up the phone. It's a two-minute conversation. Yeah, see, so <laughs> I actually did very similar. I went, gosh, I think it was almost two months without talking to my mom here fairly recently. Um, and now we are at a point where we probably talk two to three times a week. Some weeks we'll only talk once. And mm-hmm. they're typically 15 to 20 minute conversations. And it's it works well for us. It's very, very different from what it used to be and it's not I get that yeah it's hard to explain it's different but it's not that different it's just not as intense I guess I would say yeah so um so my mom was very supportive she was very um excited for us to or for us, for me, to do this Friendsgiving. Um, Like I said, we decided she was going to make steaks, and she's like, come over if you don't, you want or you don't want to. Colin went over, and he spent the week, so she could have cared less if I was there. She had one of her grandchildren there. That's all that really mattered. Uh, (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) I can't wait. I cannot wait to be a grandmother and to where I'll be like, it's okay. I have Amelia. I don't need any of you guys. Go on. (laughs) Yeah, get out of the way. Yeah, wait. Um, so there's just no, there's no guilt. And, um, so yeah, so it was just really different Thanksgiving for me. It was so much fun, you know, and I've always kind of wondered, um, because I don't have a big family, my, you know, something happens to my parents and my, you know, my holidays go from my parents, Dylan, me and Colin to my, something happens to my parents. Now it's Dylan, me and Colin right my kids are neither one at a uh, their one is in a semi-serious relationship but not like we're talking marriage neither Colin doesn't want kids he doesn't want to get married maybe he says so my family could be what my family dynamic looks like could be very 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 small so I have to accept that my holidays look different. And I'm not, I'm not upset about that. Like I, right, I, I think the thing about it is, is I've always, in my head, I always tied these holidays. Oh, I have to be with family because that's, you know, they're my family. I got to be, spend time with my family. Society no. says so. Exactly. Well, no, because family comes in different shapes and sizes, yeah, so, I, I have truly enjoyed Friendsgiving when I've done it much more than some of the sit-down family Thanksgivings, right? So I have all three experiences. So um, my mother's side of the family is a – my grandmother has three kids, and then we they all have a couple of kids. So we all used to have this big sit-down Thanksgiving dinner – 
where, you know, pass the gravy, please pass the potatoes, say grace before we eat, the, the kids' table, the adults' table, like the whole thing. And then I have a really, really large family on my dad's side um, where there's seven aunts and uncles, and they all have kids. I have 22 first cousins. Um, so Thanksgiving at their on their side has always been this great big huge party. Um, and then there's also my family, me and the kids, and we live in North Carolina, so it's not near anyone on my side of the family or the other sides of the family. So a lot of times, the last several years, it has just been a very small Thanksgiving, and a couple of times we would just get together with friends. And I would say the Friendsgivings has almost always been more fun than the other Thanksgivings that I've experienced because there's just not as much drama and history and mm -hmm. awkwardness. Pressure. Yeah, pressure, yeah. Because, like, normally, with if celebrating with my mom, and I, like you, I had, grew, growing up, I had my dad's side of the family, we got together on every holiday, and, you know, he had three siblings, and they all, everybody had two-plus kids, so, you know, like, I've done the whole cousin and all of that, and my grandparents died, and, you know, it, sadly, that stuff falls, falls away when that happens, but, but there was so much less pressure, like, instead of with, my, well, if I was celebrating with my mom, and then it would be, she'd make the turkey, and I'd make all the sides, and this year, all I had to do was make deviled eggs, and I made bacon-wrapped shrimp and roasted carrots. Nice! That so sounds like, yummy. It was very good. And and it was, so it was easy, right? It was like I, I didn't have to spend all day in the kitchen stressing out and, 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 you know, a lot of times, I don't know if this happens to you, but like if I made, cooked all that food... Then when we sat down to eat dinner, like, I've been looking at this food. I've made this food. I don't want to eat this food now. I'm just yes. so over this food. Yes. I, this year was the first year, like you were just saying, that I didn't, I didn't go above and beyond. Like, we made Cornish game hens, sweet potato casserole, stuffing, and mashed potatoes and gravy. I cooked for, like, two hours. That was it. Yeah. It was, was really nice. And it was more enjoyable. It was really nice. And I think that's the thing we do, too. I mean, just, right, we go, it's always going so so into things and just so to extremes that we forget the simplicity, that actually the simplicity is is what's nice. And, and I think when we go to those extremes of, like, Right. I saw a meme the other day. It was so funny. And it was this, um, I can't remember what the pictures were, but it was like this something, somebody going crazy and yelling and all of this. And it was like, this is mom preparing for Thanksgiving. And then um, the next picture was somebody, it was like, like sunshine and rainbows and smileys. This is mom when the guests arrive. And, you know, and that's true. Like all of that eh, going on, it's just everybody ends up hating it instead of absolutely let's, right let's just make a couple of things and freaking enjoy this holiday yes we're, and truly celebrate the 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 gratitude around it yeah the family the love the mm -hmm. the friends the yeah the gratitude yeah so okay so we decided we talked about today i'm gonna um we're going to take a, a reading out of Melody Beattie's um, The Language Letting Go and talk about it. Um, so the one we, we chose was April 25th, and it's called Finding Our Own Truth. So I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then let's chat about it. Sounds great. Okay. Uh and the book, again, is The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. Um, April 25th, Finding Our Own Truth. We must each discover our own truth. It does not help us if those we love find their truth. They cannot give it to us. 
It does not help if someone we love knows a particular truth in our life. We must discover our truth for ourselves. We must each discover and stand in our own light. We often need to struggle, fail, and be confused and frustrated. That's how we break through our struggle. That's how we learn what is the truth and right for ourselves. We can share information with others. Others can tell us what, what may predictably happen if we pursue a particular course. But it will not ha mean anything until we integrate the message and it becomes our truth, our discovery, our knowledge. There is, so, there is no easy way to break through and find our truth, but we can and will if we want to. We may not, or excuse me, we may want to make it easier. We may nervously run to friends asking them to give us their truth and make our discovery easier. They cannot. Light will shed itself in its own time. Each of us has our own share of truth, waiting to reveal itself to us. Each of us has our own share of the light, waiting for us to stand in it, to claim it as ours. Encouragement helps, support helps, a firm belief that each person has truth available. Appropriate to each situation is what will help. Each experience, each frustration, each situation has its own truth waiting to be revealed. Don't give up until you find it for yourself. We shall be guided into truth if we are seeking it. We are not alone. Today, I will search for my own truth and I will allow others to do the same. I will place value on my vision and the vision of others. We are each on the journey making our own discoveries, the ones that are right for us today. That is a very, um, a very good reading for today. Um, I think that first paragraph is really important. It does not help us if those we love find their truth. They cannot give it to us. It does not help if someone we love knows a truth in our life. We must discover our truth for ourselves. That short paragraph, those couple of sentences for me speak volumes. Um, <laughs> It's crazy how much I think I know other people's truth, but I don't know my own. How easy is it to sit and look at someone else's life and be like, if he would just do this and this and this, he would be happy. And I can see how easy it is to do what he's doing, but he's never gonna be happy doing what he's doing. So if he would just do what I say and what I need, and what I'm telling him to, then he would just be happy. All the while, knowing that the focus is not on me, the focus is on someone else. And anytime I put my focus on someone else, I am avoiding myself. I am avoiding my own truth. I am, I am refusing to look at me because I am too busy looking at someone else. Why do we do that? Why do we? Because it's, it's... easier. Okay. It's so much easier. Like, how difficult is it to truly take my own inventory? Like, let me just talk about me and Nick, okay? Let me just stop avoiding and beating around the bush like I've been doing for so many weeks because I don't want to throw it out there for all the world to hear, right? My truth is that I need emotional depth, right? I need more than just happy, sad, frustrated, excited. I want like all of the feelings. I want like 10,000 foot of depth. I don't want 10 feet. 
I don't want to go just 10 feet deep and touch the bottom and come back up and be happy with it. I want to go as far down into deepness as is imaginable. Further than is imaginable. And sometimes that can be really terrifying. And I know that I want to face that fear. I want to go to those extremes. I want to take those risks because with those risks comes rewards. And really it's not that big of a risk because it's just a little bit of pain, right? With all the pleasure that comes, we can work through the pain. So that's my perception, right? That's my truth. I have spent so long trying to force that truth onto Nick. I wanted him to be the person I needed. I wanted him to be the person that wanted to go to those depths with me. And Nick's truth is that he has no interest in going to those depths. It's not that It's not anything. He just does not want to go to those depths. Maybe he's not capable. Maybe he's afraid. Maybe he's, I don't know. That's his side of the street. That's his truth, right? But I spent 17 years trying to force him to see my truth, trying to force my truth onto him. I don't know. Just, just to accept somebody else's truth is theirs and my truth is mine. No matter how many times people in my life told me that we were too different, that we were on a different path, that it wouldn't work, whatever. That wasn't my truth in that moment. And I wouldn't see that. I wouldn't accept that. I, said, I Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. You said something earlier, and this was before we started recording, and you said, um, and I'm just going to say the little part that I'm talking about, but you said he told you, I can't give you what you need, and your response to him was, yes, you can. Why do we, why do we, I mean, let's okay, let's be honest, right? Like, Nick great job saying I can't give you what you need like he should he deserves kudos good job if he like he knows him but we go to the place of but yes you can why do we do that why can the person can tell us exactly what they know and we dismiss it I think it's not being willing to accept our truth, right? For me, in that moment, when I said that, when he said that, and I said that, it was, that was a slap in the face against my truth. My truth was, he has that ability, and he's not doing it, and I needed him to do it. And for him to say he couldn't do it, he didn't have the ability to do it, for me, that was like him saying my truth wasn't real, um, even though it was about him, right? I was but, not in my healthy place. I was, right. right? It was, I was trying to make him see my truth about him. I was not realizing, I was not thinking, I was not in a place where I could see that that is his truth. His truth is he cannot give me what I'm asking for. Whatever the reason behind the why of it does not matter. And it doesn't matter that you see potential in him either, right? Because the potential, like, there, you can see potential. Like, you could if you did, like you said earlier, if you did this, 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 and this. But the thing about it is, is he is telling you, I can't do this. I can't give you that that I can't give you what you need in that aspect 
but right it's the convincing and the right yes you can and here's why and it wasn't really about convincing at least not in the moment right for me Mm -hmm. what it was about was accountability like that's such an easy way out to say oh I can't do it you know yes you can I've seen you do it you can do it you're just freaking afraid take some accountability and admit that and in that moment that's what that was it it there is nothing, in my opinion, I don't, I don't have a bigger pet peeve. Actually, I do. Chewing with your mouth open is a bigger pet peeve. But for me, I, I, that is a major pet peeve, refusing to take accountability, refusing to see I don't want to do it. That is real. Whether it is because I am afraid, whether it is because I simply don't feel like it or it it doesn't matter why saying I cannot do it is a lot different than saying I don't want to and I think saying I cannot do it is a cop-out when the reality is the ability to do it is there the choice to do it is not okay but does either one like okay right it doesn't matter either way again and and that's why in that moment I was wrapped up in trying to force him to see my truth my truth is that I need this and someone else has the ability to give it but they choose not to that was my truth and and Right, that sounds selfish as hell, but when we're just talking about something like conversation or communication or connection, I don't think it's selfish to say, I need connection, and you have the ability to give the connection, but you are choosing not to. I... How do we, how do we go about finding our own truth? Like what, because I mean, pre-coda, pre-recovery, right, I had like true, like I was always truthful. I was always being my authentic self. That's what I could, I wouldn't use that word, right? I was, I was always being, you know, who I was. I was, this is You were honest. Right. But I wasn't, right? We know, I know that. I wasn't. I was, but in my, my unhealthy thoughts and patterns and eyes, I was being an authentic, true, honest person, and I was showing my own truth. I wasn't. Well, let's, I mean, we can use the same scenario, right? How do we find our own truth? Again, when I stop trying to force him to see my truth, and I start looking at my life, my reality, my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions, I begin to find my truth. My truth is I need this. My truth is you have the ability to provide this. My truth is you are choosing not to provide this. My truth is I deserve this. My truth is what am I going to do next? When I stop trying to force someone else to see my truth, to accept my truth, to believe my truth, then I can finally see my truth, accept my truth, and believe my truth. What if it takes a really long time? Is 17 years a really long time? (laughs) I mean, because that's what it took me to finally accept. And I'm still working on it, if I'm being real, right? Like, at this moment, it's only officially been over for a month. I'm still working on accepting my truth. Again, my truth is not necessarily his truth. I don't know what Nick's truth is because he chooses not to share it. And that's okay. He has that right. 
he has the ability and the choice to say, I have my truth and I'm going to keep it to myself. And if I am being healthy, it is irresponsible of me to try to force him to share his truth with me. And the only reason for trying to do that would be to try to change it, right? Because if I'm just going to accept his truth for whatever it is, then why do I need him to share it with me? Why can't I just accept it? I don't need to know what it is in order to accept it. So you think there's someday he will realize his, like, he will realize his own truth. Like, right, he's realizing his own truth. Why don't you wait around for him to get there? Because I'm not. I deserve better than that. I need love. I need affection. I need commitment. I need connection. And I am not going to withhold that from myself waiting for someone else to find what I think may eventually come to their life. I don't know his truth. I know my truth. He may never be able to provide the things that I think he's able to provide. He may not be able to go, we'll go back to using that depth in the water, right? He may not be able to swim 12,000 feet deep. He may only be able to swim 500 feet. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I believe he has the ability to swim 12,000 feet, but I'm not him. I don't know for sure. So why would I wait and find out? Why would I wait to find out? I mean, he's certainly not asking me to wait. You've been in recovery for three years. Nick went to into recovery three years ago for addiction. Right, it'll be three years in March. Um, and this has this is not a negative towards Nick. That's not where I'm headed with this. So I want to make sure that to preface that, um, you at the same time found Coda and had and and decided made the choice for yourself. Well, let's be honest. You made the choice for him to get into Coda. Um, you made the choice to stay in Dakota, stay in Coda. And he went into to rehab and then went into the 12 step program. And did the outcome for both of you look the same? Um, no, I think what you're asking. So I do Coda five nights a week at this point. Is that what you're asking? Sort of. We'll get there. So just go ahead. You're 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 fine. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So the outcome is it the same? No. I have devoted my life to living the program. Um. It almost sounds cult like when I say it like that. <laughs> um, but I have. I have devoted my life to living the program. I do codependence anonymous work three five nights a week. Um, I do three meetings a week, as well as sponsees, as well as my own recovery work. Um, I have literally made this program a part of my life, my day-to-day -day life. Every single day, CODA is a huge portion of my life. Um, Nick, on the other hand, took what he needed from it and has moved on. I don't know if he's doing a program in Florida. I don't believe he is. Um, Does my, it matter? Does it matter if he is? No, it's that's none of my business. No, not at all. That's his. That's a hundred percent his thing. Right. You were just asking about the comparison, is what I was saying. Yes, correct. Um, but it's you're get like you're heading down the path where I was headed. So any so anyways, so I think what I'm what like. Right, you both, just because, and I think this is one of the things 
that I could see myself getting in your, if I was in your shoes, getting, struggling with is he went to recovery, went into 12 steps, got what he needed from it, and now is not making it a part of his life. And you are. Does that discredit his recovery work? Oh, not at all. He has grown leaps and bounds in his recovery, in his sobriety. Um, no, not at all. I have absolutely nothing negative to say about the work that Nick has done, about the man that he is growing into. He is absolutely learning and growing and putting his best foot forward as far as I can see every day. That's his truth. Right? It might not be your truth for him, but it is his truth. And I think the key thing that you said is he is learning and growing every day. The, the, tr the catch in this whole thing is it's you. Is he growing and learning at the pace that you need him to to keep him in your life as a romantic partner? Well, and how many times do people not even examine that truth, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. I know that I never even looked at that for many, many, many years. There was no, is this person doing what I need them to in order for them to be in my life? That was never a question. The only question was, is this person interested? If there was a yes, they were interested in being in my life, then that meant that they were in my life, and that was all there was to it. Yep. Whether we're talking about parent, cousin, friend, significant other, it doesn't matter, I, right? I, I never once evaluated whether or not someone should, whether or not I wanted to let someone into my life. I simply let them in because... They were interested. I, you know, when you say that, because I, same thing, it sounds, God, that sounds shitty. Like, I'm, what I'm saying, it's like, man, I had the bar so low for myself. No wonder I got what I got. Right. Like, literally, the only requirement to be a part of Ashley's life was to say, hey, Ashley, how are you? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That was it. I cared about you. You were in. That was it. I would, yep, I'm going to live and die you, and I'll do anything for you, and uh, yeah. Tell me I got pretty eyes, and really, I'm, I'm going to die for you. I'm, I'm right, give I'm, my last breath to make you yep. breathe if you think my eyes are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, finding our own truth is not something that is easy to do. I, I believe the only way to find my own truth is to stop trying to show others theirs. So how do we show others our own truth? Do we tell them? Do we how do sneak we it in? Do we... What you mean, like, like how do we show other the people in our lives our truth? Yeah. Just by living it. Oh, you mean I don't have to, like, tell them? Like, okay, here's my truth that you need to do this and this and this and I'm going to do this and this and this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just do what I need to do every minute of every day. I do, I, I make the best decision for me in the moment. And not to say it's the best decision, right? It's just the best decision in this moment is the only one I could think of. It is the best one I thought of. It is the one I chose. That's not to say I don't regret it 30 minutes later and wish I hadn't done it, but I did it. I own it. I make the best decision I can. I take accountability for that. And I just live the best life I can in every moment. That's how I live in my truth. That's how I show others my truth is just by living with integrity. Okay. So let's go back to finding our own truth. How do we find 
what our truth is. I think our truth changes. I think I think what my truth was six months ago is not what my truth is today. I think that I find my truth by talking to myself. I find my truth by meditating and praying and by really just trying to figure out what feels right. Like, like when I think about something and I think, okay, I want to go to the mall and then I sit and I think about, do I actually want to go to the mall or do I just want to get out of the house? Oh, I just want to get out of the house. Okay. So maybe I don't really want to go to the mall. Do I want to go for a walk? Do I want to go grocery shopping? Why do I want to get out of the house, right? Like, that's how we find our truth is by examining what do I want and why do I want that? And do I really want that or do I just want something that maybe seems like that? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago and I said I was, it was a Saturday and it was the weekend I was home all weekend and I was bored and I was very antsy and very unsettled and I for a, for a moment thought maybe I should go on the dating apps I do remember that yeah that was me not being in my own truth like I was there was something that I had to think through process through and and then through that like I think that right, was you finding your truth yes right but I had to ask those pivotal questions I think is and what you what you were saying is like why am I bored why am I this what am I looking for what am I right I it was very much an interrogation it really is of me like if I don't do that how am I gonna know right I say the five whys, and I, I've heard it from you. I've heard it from other people. I do it all the time. I have to get five why answers. I want to go to the mall. Okay, why do I want to go to the mall? I want to go to the mall because I'm bored. Okay, why am I bored? I'm bored because there's nothing going on. There's nothing to do. Why is there nothing going on and nothing to do? Well, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to do because... I don't have anybody to hang out with. Well, why don't I have anybody to hang out with? I don't have anybody to hang out with because I haven't gone out of my way to make friends. Okay, so what I really want is some friends, not to go to the mall. Exactly. It's crazy how that all ties into itself. Mm -hmm. And the only way to find our truth is to interrogate ourselves. But it's funny that a lot of, like, I, so I love that you got from... I want to go to the mall, so I need, I want friends, right? Because I think people stop before they get to the root of what it is. Yes. That's so, why there's five whys. And I think in this case, you could probably even go a little further, right? I want friends. So then I, like, why don't I have friends? Or why do I need friends? Right, I think there you, I do. I think five is in my eyes kind. I mean, I don't think you always need five, but five is a good number to get to the deep. But I, there are times that you could keep going. Um, for me, I think I you did, can always keep going. Yes. How how deep do we want to go? Do we want to go five hundred feet deep, or do we want to go twelve thousand feet deep? Exactly. Right. For me, not having friends before. Was a me was me not feeling good enough? Not me, um, me always having more masks so people could not see the authentic, true dawn. I have friends now because I don't wear a mask and I'm my true and authentic dawn, and people like the true and authentic dawn. But if I did not do the work to realize I need to be the true and authentic dawn, I wouldn't have friends. But I had to understand that I can't wear the mask. And there are times, even with, like, it's not so much now. I mean, I'm very, my friends I'm very natural with and they know me now. And I, but if I meet new people, 
like you know in the meetup group especially if I'm it's like there's a moment when I think about putting that mask on yes I always find that not always but I find that there are more often than not moments I have to consider not putting the mask on yes rather than do I want to take it off right before when I first started recovery I'd be like oh let me take the mask off right now I find I'm like oh no I'm not gonna put the mask on hopefully one day it'll be oh where did that mask go I lost it I'm not there yet Right? I still have it in my pocket all the time. It's always there, mm-hmm. ready to be put on at any moment. Um, but it's getting better. That is recovery. That is finding my truth. That is living in my truth is that instead of that mask always being on or always being in my hand, now it's in my pocket. Or maybe I leave it in the car. It's always with me, but I don't mm-hmm. always have it in my hand anymore. Hopefully one day I will lose it completely. You know, I will say my mask has changed. It's it's evolved. Yes, it has right? definitely changed. I used to wear a costume, like full-on costume with a mask. From toes to head, everything mask. Exactly. Then my mask got a little bit smaller. Like, right, maybe I only wore the outfit and I didn't wear the face mask. Then I was like, okay, it evolved more. And now I wear the, would wear the, not now, but I would wear the face mask and I wouldn't wear the covering, that, the actual costume. I'm at a point now where my mask is more of the masquerade ball mask. Or maybe really like a veil. S- exactly. Yeah. Right? It's, it looks different. My mask is not ever going to go away. And here's why my mask is not, not going to go away. The person that I am, the person that you guys get, the person my friends get is the Dawn that cusses like a trucker and is going to say what she wants. Um, that is the tr- that is me authentically. I, I, I do cuss. I like to cuss. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Me too. I ha- <laughs> yeah, right? I have to put my little masquerade, my veil on when I go to work. Yes, there will always be a little bit of a mask because you don't want to be, I'm not going to be unprofessional, right, in a professional setting. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to be unkind. I'm not going to be, so there will always be a little bit of a mask. Yeah, it's just it gets smaller and smaller and it's, I need it less often. And like I, I can still be me through my mask, right? Like before exactly. where you were talking about it was a full covering. You couldn't even guess who was actually behind that mask. Right. Now. Hell, I didn't even know who was behind that mask. So right. I don't know how anybody else did. Right. Now it's at a point where you could tell from 100 feet away that it's me. I'm just not like you're like, wait, what did you do different today? Something's a little different about you. What is it? You know that, you know, when you look at somebody and you're like, oh, wait, you're a little different. What is it? But yeah, you know, little... but you still know it's them. Yep. And I think it's just, it's just re- recovery, our, our, our truth evolving over time that I'm loud. You're loud. That is who I am. Unapod- unapologetic animated passionate extra I tell people all the time I am extra I don't mind being extra I enjoy being extra if my extra is too much for you go somewhere else exactly people will be like oh you're talking really loud okay and I just keep talking the same level right I I have this one friend she's from Australia and she is extra and so we're extra together and everybody else, and then we have one friend that's just dead silent. Like you almost forget she's there because she's so quiet. But it works, right? There's no, I don't feel like I need to make myself smaller because I have this person over here when I'm talking to her and she, she's quiet and reserved. I don't need to be that person. I don't Do you need, need to make her bigger? No. Isn't that nice? It is so nice. Like, 
I love, I, I think that is finding your truth, right? Finding my truth is I can come and sit in the dark with you and not even speak. And I can go and dance in the sunshine and be loud and crazy. And I can be happy doing both of those things. Yeah. I don't need to make you me and you don't need to make me you and we don't need to be each other. So here's a truth that I'm going to say out loud today that it's something that I am navigating through. Um, all these new friends, um, love them dearly. They're wonderful people. And, but I am, we're, we're busy, right? Like I told you that three of the four nights I have been with them and probably could have been with them Friday night as well. If I wasn't working, um, somebody would have wanted to get drinks or whatever. And they, it's kind of like that with everybody. They'll like a couple of go do this, a couple of go do that. We get together, like right. It's it's a it's a friendship, right? It doesn't mean we have to do everything all together with the eight of us all the time. All the time, right? Two can go off and do something. Four can go off. I'm I struggle with that a little bit. Um, they're all in a mood. They're all going to a matinee today. Okay. And not all. Three, four, four of them are going to a matinee today. Not everybody's going. I got invited, but I said I said no. Um, I said no because I've been busy all weekend long. I, I have to be responsible. I have to work all week. I'm going to Texas in a couple of weeks, right? So m- money, time, um, I have I have things I need to do. However, there is part of me struggling with FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh-huh. Because I in the in my child, my inner dawn, my little dawn feels left out. Because little dawn felt left out of her entire life. Right? She was sent to her room to get out of the way. Right. I'm st- I struggle with that. I I'm getting better because it's happening. It, you know, right. It happens and it's okay. And I'm, I know that I'm not safe. I know that I've, right. I haven't been able to do an event, but, or do something, but right. We have a group chat. It's thrown out there, but it's still there. And it's an old pattern. It's an old thought. It's an old thing. And so we were having a conversation earlier today about having to have a conversation with our inner child because our inner child is having, has these thoughts. And that is mine right now is I need to have a conversation with my inner Dawn to let her know she's not left out. She's not being abandoned. She's not, she's okay. She's still very much part of, of this this group of people she just can't be there today yeah I mean it's hard to acknowledge that inner portion of us that is vulnerable and sad and left out and scared and it's really difficult to acknowledge that portion and not act on it right because it's so intense um, I think the other day we were texting and I compared it to like Mount Everest, right? I feel like yeah. I'm standing at the bottom of this. It, it, it's actually almost like a Grand Canyon type of thing. I feel like I'm standing on the very top of the Grand Canyon. And the minute I allow those um, insecurities, those vulnerabilities, the minute I allow those feelings to flood me, I'm just going to fall all the way down to the bottom of the canyon and it's going to be impossible to climb my way back up out of it. And that's what it feels like standing there considering allowing myself to feel these feelings because a lot of them are so intense because this little child in me has never been until recently acknowledged or validated right so at first it feel it really does it feels like this 
insurmountable thing in front of you to feel these feelings and to feel these insecurities. And the more you take that jump and fall to the bottom of that gulf, the more you realize that while it hurts, while it sucks, it's really not that hard to climb back out of. And the more I climb back out of it, the easier it gets every single time. But I think when what you're saying is very representable of the inner child to adult, right? The inner child is the purse, it's the one standing at the top of the thing, thinking she's going to fall and thinking she will not be able to get out. Right. Absolutely. And thinking how terrifying it is and experiencing the fall. That is all that terrified. I say inner child and it's, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the inner child theory. I, I like, I really like the child energy, right? The yeah. feminine energy, the masculine energy, the child energy. This is like just a very, very vulnerable, very insecure, very scared little child energy. And yeah. it's, it is terrified. It absolutely, those things feel very, very real to it. And it, it, it should, from a, from a from a child perspective the world is scary from a child pers- perspective everything is scary because the amount of exposure that that the child has had is so limited that it's yeah it's understandable why that piece is that piece of us is scared the thing is as we the you know uh, the adult part of us we live life we experience life we know all right if I if I slip down and I fall down into the canyon what would I I could right I am I would figure a way I would figure something out I would do something right um and I honestly I the the what we have learned our truth as adults is what we have to give to our inner child to 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 be able to reparent if you will the to 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 teach that inner child and i think that's one of the things that i missed as a child as growing up was no one taught my taught the little my little my taught dawn my young younger self what life was like right it was the children were meant to be heard, seen, not heard. It was go to your room. I'll give you something to cry about. It was uh, right. There's all those things, sayings that we heard as kill, you know, growing up. That's what she knows, right? She wasn't, didn't have, she wasn't exposed to the world. She wasn't exposed to that. You can get yourself out of this. That's Instead part of, of finding our truth. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And that's, go ahead. That's what, sorry. No, no, sorry. It just that it it just takes time. It takes effort. It, it takes conversations. It's really conversations with yourself. It, it, right. It's taking that risk. It's allowing yourself to feel like you are going to be fully engulfed in these feelings and allowing yourself to be engulfed in them. And then pulling yourself out of it it's okay to be on the bathroom floor in a puddle of ugly cry snot all over you and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and it's okay to stay there for 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 minutes hell it's even okay to stay there for a few hours it's not okay to stay there forever right I can go back there like if in a couple of days and I'm having a moment I can go back but then I have to come back out and eventually it'll just the time will get longer and longer between those between that or the time on the floor will get shorter and then before you know it you don't end up on the floor anymore right that's all it's all part of it like if I fight it and I don't accept it I'm going to continue to end up on that bathroom floor because I'm not acknowledging it Mm -hmm. but if I allow myself to go there 
and then I bring myself out of it. And then I allow myself to go there again if I need to, and I bring myself out of it. Eventually, these great big huge waves become itty bitty hills and then they just become little bumps and then before you know it it's just like a little molehill of ups and downs. I had a yesterday I was at a, my friend's house and she lives downtown Tampa. Um, she's we were on the 19th floor of her building and so beautiful view of view of the water and the downtown and all the lights and all of that and um, everybody else was up at the the railing looking down and you know she was saying oh there's the pickleball court there's the dog park there's the this and there's the pool well I'm afraid of heights um, right you know the I've shared the bridge story which you know that helped me navigate through that fear but there still is the going to an ledge of something and looking down is is scary to me um but i i last night i i did i position i had to position my feet a certain way so i wasn't like both feet side by side standing over and just looking out like over like you know like a little kid i was i had one foot behind me one foot in front of me i had anchored myself and i but i looked over right my truth is I'm, a, I'm scared of heights. My truth, my other truth is I am working on being less scared of heights. Good for you. Seriously, good for you. Thanks. Because how easy would it be to just never go up high? Right. But I'm how many things would you miss? Exactly. And that's part of finding our truth, right? I have to acknowledge whether or not I am ready to face my fear and find my truth. Just or, because I acknowledge I have the fear doesn't mean I'm ready to face it. Right. My truth, like I said just a second ago, my truth is also I am trying to overcome this. That is my truth. I'm always going to, like, I won't skydive. That is, a, you know, that's also my truth. But I am, I don't want to be the person that's afraid to go to the ledge. But I'm working on it. And that is my truth. And that is okay. And I think that's the thing, what we're, the whole thing about this is what my truth is, where I'm at in my truth, because there are different, the, my truth looks different depending on the situation and my, and my, my place in the situation and that's okay and if your truth was I am afraid of heights and I am going to forever be afraid of heights and I am never going to go even in an elevator that's okay too it's it not my truth it's right. not what I want and maybe You'll have to stay behind while I go have dinner at the Sky Top Cafe, but that's okay if that's your truth. There's nothing wrong with choosing not to face it either. There's nothing, like I think that's part of it, right? That's, it takes acceptance. I have to be okay with wherever I am in order to ever go anywhere but it's okay if I never want to go anywhere either right I love what you just said about the 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 sky tower thing right it's if you don't want to go that's okay and I'll go because I think I'm I don't ever want to make myself smaller again I want to be if I want to go to the top the sky tower to eat dinner and you don't, I still can go to the Sky Tower and have dinner. I don't have to make myself smaller because you don't want to. And that's something that I have had to work really, that is my truth that I have had to work really, really hard to get to. And I'm still working really hard to stay in. If, if I want to go live in that 18th story suite, and you need to go live on the first story and that that's okay that's okay that that it doesn't make 
right? Just because it sucks that I want to I want to live with you and I want to enjoy the views with you and you don't want to that it doesn't make you wrong. Right. And that's a really really hard thing to accept, right? Like I just want to go up on this really high cliff and eat this really delicious food that you can only experience here and I really want to experience this and I really need this experience. And I really want to experience this with you because I, I love you and, and I wouldn't want to experience it with anybody else, but you have absolutely no interest in experiencing this. So, so I'm going to go, so I'm going to go experience this. Right. And I've always been the person that just would say, okay, and not experience it. Me too. And now I am going to experience it. And that is a truth that I think we all have to work really... I mean, some people don't. Some people live in, in that truth. They're going to do what they want to do regardless of anybody else. But those people aren't usually codependents. And I don't know if that's the right... 100% right way to be either. Right? Yeah, but I, that's a whole different podcast. It is. <laughs> it is. Um. Ashley, thank you for today. It was a great conversation. It was. It really, it really was. So um, HP knew what he was doing the second sure. time. Both times, because <laughs> well, they times. were the same. They were. <laughs> so um, I said we could try a different one, but we'll still end up taking our own inventory, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he did, he's always spot on. So thanks, HP. Uh, thanks, Ashley. And thank you, listeners. Thanks, Don. And yeah, thanks, listeners. I hope everybody has a, another wonderful week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.